Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're talking about food yesterday and how much I'm obsessed with it all the time. And then Brian comes in telling me about his steakhouse experience last night. It just made things worse for me. Yeah, it wants to stick with me, apparently. Yeah, well, that's what happens, yep. you know? Yep. So other than that, how you doing? Terrible. Yeah, I figured. Horrible. Yep. Bad. Anything else you want to know? Well, it's a, it's a loss for your baseball team yes. last night, and that's okay. It was interesting that you and Bogus tried to jinx my favorite baseball team by bringing up their historic uh, beatdown of the Twins in mm-hmm. that one game uh, playoff, the wild card game that day. But you didn't mention prior to yesterday's start of the division series the beatdown the Yankees always experienced at the hand of the Cleveland Indians. Always, though. Always. Not always. always. Yes, man. Go back to. 97, go back to when Jabba Chamberlain's out there and they sick the gnats on him. I mean, come on. All the Yankees in the playoffs. Yeah, but the Yankees have done okay. Mm. You think about it. Cleveland. I mean, you bring up you bring up 1997. They did win in 96, 98, 99, and 2000. That wasn't enough. <laughs> so you bring enough. up the one year wasn't that they enough. don't win <laughs> and say how the Indians own them. I want 97 too. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Um, so we'll start with that. Why uh, not? Get it out of the way. And yeah. uh, Terry Francona, when you make a decision like he made, and I, I didn't think it was as controversial as a lot of people did, in pitching Trevor Bauer in game one, you're either going to come out looking like a genius or you're going to come out looking foolish. There's no in-between. And he came out looking like a genius as Trevor Bauer takes a no-hitter into the sixth inning. And he kept that Yankees lineup off balance more than I've seen them in the month of September. Uh, this right. The Yankees had that swoon post-All-Star break. And a lot of had to do with Aaron Judge not being the same Aaron Judge prior to the All-Star break. But they were just... There was very rarely a night where that offense was confused or everybody was shut down. And this was the first time I've seen that in a long time. And a lot of it had to do with Trevor Bauer. Then Andrew Miller comes in and you just you go from there. Uh, but this is why the Indians are unbelievable. And now they've got Kluber, if it even goes to a fifth game, they got him going in game two. And that place was crazy. Made you think of the World Series last year. They're just, they're just really damn good, that Hated Cleveland Indians caps. team. Hated the Caps. That's about all I could say. And hated the pitcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hated Chief Wahoo on that cap. Uh, he was he was spectacular, and I can understand why uh, Tito decided to start him. You look at his last two starts versus the Yankees, they averaged a run each of those ball games. So he had the Yankees number, and he definitely had it last night. That tip-to-toe curveball. I mean, you're talking about keeping a team off balance. It, it was just amazing. And it's not like he's throwing in the upper – hundreds or, or, or 90s and, and hitting 100 like he used to when he was in college. But he, he has such a, a nice selection and a way of getting these batters out of sync. And, and Judge, once again, was chasing that outside cheese, something that uh, uh, precipitated the, uh, the, the, the fall after the All-Star break and the home run derby. Uh, so 
he he was nails. He had every all his pitches were working. He got a little help at times from the offs, but uh, the, the Yankees couldn't do anything. Castro had the two of the three hits. Aaron Hicks had a a double. Other than that, you know, it was nothing to show uh, for the Yankees. It, they just they, and when they did get on base, there was one inning where they got two guys on, and 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 he got out of that mess. And uh, Andrew Miller comes in, of course, former Yankee, former Red Sox, and, and he he. Uh, gets out of a a little uh, small run there that could have grown to, to a, a much larger one, you know, if not for an excellent pitcher like he is. So kudos to the Indians. Hell of a win. Yeah, and this could have gotten even uglier. I mean, you think about the second inning, bases loaded, nobody out, and you get the double play, scores the run, and that was, as they said on the broadcast, and it's one of those baseball cliches, a trade that you'll make every single time. And Sonny Gray was living on the edge most of the night. I mean, oh God. I, I mean he you got to score runs when he pitches. Since he's come over to the Yankees, sorry to cut you off, G, but I, I wasn't feeling too confident when, when they announced he was going to be on the bump. I, he hadn't done well, anything. Would you have been? I mean, at some point he was going to pitch in the series. I know. So to and me, I still it was either feel too comfortable. it was either it was either Tanaka, Gray, or CC in in game one. I, I thought Sonny Gray was the way to go. I thought that he pitched really well in that clincher game uh, when they finally clinched the yeah, playoff versus first. Toronto. Yeah, yeah. But a, a after that, I think he had one more start. He wasn't very good. I mean, he doesn't. There's nothing about him that gives you confidence that he's going to give you like seven scoreless or seven innings, right. one run. I mean, he lives too much around the plate. And then also, I mean, and it g- takes forever. Throw the damn pitch, would you? Yeah, please. Well, and, and also, he he's he's got two. It's like he's got two speeds. One hittable baseballs or two in the dirt. Yeah. Those are the two places <laughs> that he lives. And, and yes, Gary Sanchez has to be better, and that's been a thing for him in blocking balls and being a fundamentally sound defensive catcher. However, I mean, Sonny Gray is always in the dirt. I mean, his his breaking balls, when they miss, I mean, they miss. So you, you had a and an not a great start from him, but one that could have been just a total – it could have been a Severino-like meltdown in that second inning, but he was able to get – that double play, which was really close to Didi Gregorius. He goes to the ground, gets the ball, and then almost doesn't get it out of his glove. So that was really close. I thought that was an important point in that game, but since the Yankees didn't score any runs, it didn't matter anyway. No, it didn't matter. And and then uh, you had Kipnis with the diving catch. Yeah. was an excellent play on his He was his so part. fired up. Yeah. He oh, got wow. up screaming. Yeah. And he was like, hey, man, it was all right. Yelling in the crowd. It was okay. He was like, yeah, yeah the crowd. It was all right. And what then, is that feeling like? Oh, it's, it's exhilarating, dude. I mean, when the it whole, when the entire, I mean, think about it, though, honestly. Because you, well, you did it, was was your, um, it was a fumble return for a touchdown? Yes. Was that at home? Yes. I mean, so you experienced something like you that. You don't hear anything. But when the entire crowd is cheering for you and you look up and they're all yelling at you, what the hell is I, that I was like? I trying to catch my breath. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But uh, being having played in big ball games at co- collegiate level, and and one comes to mind, we took on Houston. They were number three in the nation and had been whipping Texas and everyone else when, in that run and shoot offense of John Jenkins, and we knock them off in prime time on Saturday night ball game, and the loudest I've ever heard Texas DKR Texas Memorial Stadium, and it, it, it's just an incredible feeling. Uh, that and then Jay Bruce, uh, yep. thank you, former Met. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, he has a big double. Then he has uh, the home run, of course. And and, and, and you could say those pitches, in, in fairness to Sonny Gray, especially the home run, man, that ball was damn near in the dirt. And he went down and got it and, and pulled it uh, all the way over the right field fence. So, uh, you know, there were some pins, p- pitches that uh, Gray made that, that – 
better hitters. That that was it. But I didn't think you were going to have a dominant performance from him, and the Yankees definitely need to score runs when he's on the bump. Yeah, and, and also with Sonny Gray, I mean, in that inning, you had – it was uh, a leadoff walk to Encarnacion, too, right. to start that thing off, which is just – and then you put yourself in that position, and you're right. It, it, we didn't leave one over the plate Look to at Jay the Bruce. stats uh, when you have a leadoff walk in an inning. And, and more times than I, I bet it's about 30 40% of the time that guy scores. Yeah. You just can't do it. It's, it's like a turnover in, in football. You cannot do that. Yeah, so the Cleveland Indians doing what basically we expected them to do, and and I know that you're going to be bummed out if this series doesn't go the Yankees' way, but this is this is the, the closest that you're going to have of running into a, a buzzsaw in baseball, the way that they're playing. I mean, they're just on a freaking mission. Like, they are... It's just something about – it's almost with that win streak and winning whatever, 35 or 38, whatever the hell kind of crazy stats that they had. It's They show up there, the fans, the players, it's almost like they know they're going to win. They just don't know how they're going to win. Yeah, it's just, every Everybody's just there. We're like, all right, well, we're going to win. It's just who's it going to be? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be me? I don't know, but we know we're going to win. Like all the fans show up there knowing it's like they it's like going to a play. And you you know that there's going to be a an intermission, a beginning and an end. You know something's going to happen, right? Or seeing a musical that you've seen before. You know what's going to happen. Right. You're just going there to enjoy it. That's what showing up to an Indians home game is like. It's like I already know they're going to win. I just don't know exactly how it's going to happen. No, that's true. For any given night, uh, it's going to be a different person. Lindor did nothing last night. I think he had a couple of strikeouts in this ball game, but he did nothing at the top two, of that order. Two walks yeah. for a leadoff guy yeah. is not bad. True, that'll work. You're right. Get on base. But uh, as far as hitting nothing and, and uh, different guys, that's how you go on an epic run like they had. Because everyone's going to have to p- take part in this. It, it can't be the same uh, same cast of characters each each night, each afternoon. You got to have everyone involved up and down that lineup, and and that's why they had the run here near the end of the season that they they enjoyed is because everyone got involved. Earlier in the day, the Houston Astros got off to a huge start in that first inning, back to back home runs, Bregman and then Altuve, and Altuve didn't stop there. And Chris Sale just was throttled in this game. I mean, just absolutely beaten up by the Houston Astros. And that is a place, too, where the fans are right on top of you, whatever they call those things, are Crawford boxes. And, you know, mm-hmm. they're hitting the ball out. It's just a crazy, raucous place. And and Justin Verlander, in this game and, and the way he's pitched for the Astros, I mean, he really looks like the guy that won Cy Young's at this point. I mean, he was dominant yesterday. Uh, with that Red Sox lineup, which is one that, you know, with everybody hitting home runs, the Red Sox don't do a hell of a lot of that right now. I mean, they're, they're a team that, you know, if you're looking around at, and, and Cleveland, I mean, they definitely hit some home runs. There's, there's no doubt. They don't live on as much as maybe the Yankees do. But you look at some of these teams in the National League, too. I mean, think about the Arizona Diamondbacks. Boom, boom, boom. They're hitting home runs. You know, the Red Sox in a series like this where you see an Altuve hit three, you're seeing all the home runs in a, in a, in a ballpark like that. When they fall behind, you don't feel as confident with them as some other teams and them grinding it out and, and, and coming back because it's just a lot harder for them to score runs than it is these teams that are hitting so many home runs. Well, what they do is they get on base and then they put pressure on pitching staffs by running around the base because they have a ton of speed. And, and, and if you're not, they're not getting on base, you're right. They're not going to be knocking it out of the park 
like they did when they had the big threat and big poppy. Uh, so just get on there, and you don't even have to steal a rock, uh, steal a base, because uh, you know Big Poppy can knock you in. And, and now that threat is, is pretty much gone uh, from this baseball team. So they have to rely on on their base hits. They have to rely on on moving around the bags via the steal, which they're pretty damn good at. But if you can keep them from getting on there, uh, you, you're going to do pretty well. And and that outfield, I saw Springer run one down yesterday. It was just incredible. A ton of speed. Uh, in that in that outfield for uh, the uh, the Houston Astros and a huge win at Altuve. Oh, this little sharp mile fella, that dude can hit. How do you get him out? I don't know how you get him out. I, you just, I think you just got to throw at him. Just just if you throw in, if you throw inside, you better make sure you get it inside because he turns on those. If you go away, he turns on that. Uh, he's just an all around damn good baseball. You look player. at those three home runs on where those pitches were. I mean, they were up. I mean, they were every mm-hmm. one of them. I mean, they were just left up. And that's what's going to happen. I mean, a guy who's as locked in as that, you put a meatball at that, you know, middle part of the plate and up, he's, that's where he's going to hit the baseball. And, and, and very rarely, you look at some, all these home runs that you see, and we're trying to figure out uh, why are all these home runs happening. Most of the home runs, now the Jay Bruce one was a, was different because you said you're right. I mean, it wasn't one that was just a, on a tee for him. Yeah. But most of these home runs, it's bad pitching. It's guys making mistakes. It's throwing, it's falling behind right. in counts and right. then having to come back with a fastball because you don't want to walk the guy and the guy not missing it. I mean, that's what a lot of this stuff is coming from. You look at most of these home runs, it's guys, it's a hanging slider. It's a it's a 3-1 count and then boom, he tries to get in the outer corner, but he leaves it over the plate and whack. These guys are just too good in all situations, postseason, regular season, early in the game, late in the game, down, up to be making big mistakes like that. And Altuve was just, he was amazing. And I know that you don't count the postseason in the MVP voting, but, I mean, that was definitely a little cherry on top of, of his season yesterday, regardless of how the rest and, of it and goes. And the guy's been doing it since he came up to the big leagues. Uh, he, he's just been a tough out for any and everybody. And the Yankees know that pretty well because the Astros have owned him uh, the last, uh, owned them the last few years. And you had the, the play-in game a couple years ago in which, uh, Keiko uh, just chewed them up and spit them out. So uh, this this Astros team, they're damn good. Uh, I commend Reed Ryan and, and how they rebuilt this this, this organization. No, Reed went to uh, TCU. Oh, did he's he? a Horn Frog? I yeah, thought he was yeah. a Hook'em. No, no, hook no, no, Horns. No, Reed Ryan. No, no. He probably wanted to be, but uh, no, oh, wasn't well. good enough. Right? Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't who wants enough. to go to TCU? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people right now. Big one for them this weekend, West Virginia. Uh, but. Uh, the way they've rebuilt this, I mean, all the, the the issues they were dealing with from their television partner there in Houston until the on-the-field product and, and now uh, a perennial playoff team here over the last three years. Uh, kudos to those cats down in Houston. Yeah, it feels like the better teams and the ones that are going to move on won last night. That's what it really felt like because neither one of these games, even though it was only 4 nothing, you never felt like the Yankees had a shot. And you never felt like the Red Sox had a shot yesterday, even though they came back with a run in the second inning after those two solo home runs. It just, it just wasn't going to happen for them yesterday, especially especially with Chris Sale pitching the way he did. And it's just so frustrating when a guy was as dominant as he was at points during this regular season. You know, is is now had his struggles down the stretch and then puts up that clunker in a game one of a playoff series. I mean, you you this was your entire future that you went out and got Chris Sale yep. and, and, and traded away huge prospects to go out and win another World Series. Maybe the jersey was too itchy or something. He should have 
taking the scissors to it. Yeah. Maybe. I that mean, right there told me it, everything it, I need to know about Chris Sale. Maybe it was too humid in Texas. I believe Chris Sale is from Texas, too. Hook'em? So, no. Oh. no. No, 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 no. All right. No, no. Well, Not everybody from Texas is along. We, I just we're, thought. We're, I, we're very selective. Well, usually when you bring somebody up who's from Texas, there's some sort of connection no, there. No, no, no. Generally. Really. I mean, look at your shirt today. I like that oh, one. That's you, a nice one. You like it? Yeah, I'll, I'll nice. sell it to you. What do you got in that bag over there? Uh, that's some stuff I need to return. Book them by God. I thought you were bringing stuff in for us. Like Like what? shirts, I don't know, Better Man shirts or something like that. Oh, no, no, no. We got to get some more episodes bought. Then we'll bring those in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only only we, two, two just, episodes, they, they, no T-shirts. They just committed to four episodes. That's oh, it. that's it? They committed to four. Four episodes, you get you a couple T-shirts. No, nah, not yet. Mm-mm. Okay. We're not going to go the Body by Baseglia route. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we don't put the cart before the horse. Slow right? the roll. You slow the roll. Make a little money first, and then we can get the accessories. You got it? All the paraphernalia, you'll be hooked up. But let's get them to commit to about 20 more episodes. That's all. Just 20? 20. Okay, 10 more. 10, 10 episodes is 10 the number, more. conservatively. Yeah, let's go 10 then more Then you get episodes, the swag. And then you get the swag. All right. Yeah. Coming up next, the Patriots win a game, but they still have major problems. An Andrew Bogish update, plenty more. But Brian's got something for you. That's right. Here's the truth. Many of you have simply had it. You've struggled with pain long enough, and you want what I wanted. 100% drug-free answer to your pain. For my answer to pain after professional career in football, yes, of course, I'm talking about Relief Factor. But the really big news is that anybody struggling with pain can lower, even eliminate your pain with this wonderful product. My problem was that after a little liaison from working out, I got back into training and I was sore. Everything hurt. Hips, back, shoulders, everything on my body hurt because of that little laxant working out. I started using Relief Factor about two and a half months ago, and I noticed I wasn't as sore when I took time off from working out. So it worked for me, and I know it can work for you. Maybe you'd like to play golf or tennis again without pain or take those nice long walks again. Or how about sleeping through the night without pain? Neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee pain can be simply awful. Here's what I suggest. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick start. Super value at just $19.95 so you can see if it will help you like it did me. Relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. The Injury Report is brought to you by the Salt Institute. Let's take a look at the latest injuries. Minnesota Vikings. Geo's Minnesota Vikings placed rookie running back Dalvin Cook on injury reserve. Signed free agent Stephen Ridley. Stephen Ridley's still around. Let's who? Cook tore his ACL in the team's loss last week to the Lions. Tennessee Titans quarterback Marcus Mariota was limited again in practice on Thursday, but they have Brandon Whedon, right? Mm. Mariota suffered a hamstring injury in the team's loss to the Texans. 57 Deshaun Watson put on him. Salt isn't just good for measure, it's also good for softer water, which is good for you because soft water makes for smoother skin, silkier hair, and a healthier life. Everything's better mm-hmm. with a little salt. See why at a little salt.org. Give me some. Mm. Mm. Andrew Bogus is here. Mm. He's, He's got an update for mm. us. He's salty. This <laughs> a salty bogus. He's a salty motherfucker. What's Guys, so uh, Bucks kicker Nick Folk had a bad night, Oof. but uh, Scott Zolak does not care on Patriots Radio. Sanborn snaps it back to Anger. Kick is headed to the uprights, and he missed it again. <laughs> Folk is 0 for 3 as he hooks it left. Cut your kicker. <laughs> they cut their draft pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zolak, come on, That's man. That's awesome. <laughs> 
What happened to your mic here? I don't know. I, I think is. my fingers are broken, if we're being honest. I keep hitting buttons that then don't turn on. Uh, Fogue beat out Roberto Aguayo this summer for that job, and now he's missed five field goals and a PAT over the last two weeks. Maybe it's the Bucks. Last night, Maybe it's not the kicker. It's the air down there. Yeah. The last night's trio of misses came from 56, 49, and 31. The last two came in the fourth quarter. Will he lose his job, head coach Dirk Cutter? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that, Jason. It's Andrew, but <laughs> thank you. Uh, but even after the misses, the Bucks had one more chance to beat the Pats on Thursday Night Football. One play for the game. Three-man rush. You have a lot of time, James, to find a soft spot in the pocket. And you got a big guy in Evans to the end zone. And it's incomplete. And the Patriots hold on for the victory. 19-14 in Tampa Bay. Jim Nance, Tony Romo on CBS. Rookie tight end O.J. Howard appeared to be open, but did not turn around to actually find the football. Aaron Judge, meanwhile, the Nick Folk of Game 1 of the ALDS in Cleveland. Allen's ready. The 2-2 delivery. Swing and a missed curveball. Down and away, got Judge to fish. 12 strikeouts for the Indians tonight. And four times it was judged. That one by reliever Cody Allen. Starter Trevor Bauer caved him three times. Bauer allowed just two hits and a walk over six and two-thirds. Jay Bruce smacked a two-run homer and a sack fly, and Cleveland beat the Yankees 4-0. The highlight from Tom Hamilton on Indians Radio. Jose Altuve with three solo homers, the first two off Chris Sale, as the Astros thumped the Red Sox in their opener in Houston 8-2. Boston Adding out for the Chris Young to their roster moving forward for Eduardo Nunez aggravated his right knee injury running to first in the first yesterday. Game two in both those AL series this afternoon. Then game ones in the National League, the Cubs and Nats in D.C. at 7.30 Eastern. The D-backs and Dodgers in L.A. at 10.30. Number 24, NC State took care of number 17, Louisville, 39-25. Lamar Jackson sacked four times and sealed the loss with a pick six. Joel Embiid finally went full court 5-on-5 at Sixers practice yesterday. The first time he's done that since March knee surgery. Embiid would like to play in the preseason, but Philly might hold him out until the real games begin. And on ice last night, Alex Ovechkin scored three times in six and a half minutes in the third period. Who does he think he is, Wayne Simmons? I think think so. You tripping. Yeah. Big time. What's that? He with stain? <laughs> yeah, with stain yeah. from your great skill. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that game eventually went to a shootout, and Ovechkin scored again, and the Caps won 5 4 9. Ah, so he had to do it in a shootout. Mm. Wayne did his doing. Straight up in regulation. Thank you. Yep. Mm-hmm. How about the Blackhawks scored 10 goals yes. on the Penguins last night? Yeah. The only reason I knew that is because I still follow a bunch of people from Pittsburgh who are losing their mind. Go Blackhawks. 10 goals in a hockey game? Yeah. How does that happen? All right. So, last night, the New England Patriots needed to show the world that they could play defense still. And I don't think that they did, even with this final score. Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to run the ball mm-hmm. with Doug Martin, who was getting chunk after chunk. He had almost six yards per carry in his first game back after suspension. Jameis Winston was totally inaccurate. There were guys yep. that were open. He was missing. There was guys that were open. They were he we didn't even see. And, and this is when Tony Romo's good. I mean, when he's not so overexcited, you know, he points out certain things where, look, Jameis, this guy's open, and he could have made this throw because of this. There's some color analysts be like, oh, look, this guy's open, but doesn't look at the rush or whatever. Tony Romo's like saying, hey, look. He could have stepped up here and, boom, found this guy, and he didn't, and he was focused in on on that. Winston was awful last night, and I really don't think that the Patriots fixed a lot of their problems, quite honestly. And also, 
The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who had one sack the entire season last night, got three on Tom Brady, who continues to take a beating like we haven't seen in a long, long time or ever, at least in this first portion of the season. So, yes, they got a win, and yes, they got the Jets after, whatever, 11 days, and they'll win that game too, most likely. But this team still has some major flaws. Yeah, uh, they haven't... uh... They haven't become the Patriots team that we've seen in years past where uh, they're clicking on all cylinders. And and as far as Winston, you're right. Uh, woeful first half of that ball game. Fourth quarter, I think he put up over 200-some yards passing. He was much better. Uh, but uh, he, he, ha- he can't miss consistently receivers like he did last night. Now, some of that you'll, you'll give to the defender. They were draped over some receivers. Uh, Bray a, a couple times over the middle of the field, but uh, there were too many times he missed shots. He missed Deshaun. He overshot Deshaun Jackson. You know how hard it is to overshoot Deshaun Jackson as fast as he is? I mean, you can't miss on the opportunities when you're playing the New England Patriots or a team of that caliber. you got to make those 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 plays you have to execute. It just it goes without saying because you're not going to get many of them. And, and so yes, in the fourth quarter he played much better, but it was too little, too late at that point. And in your kicker, you have to play better than that. The 56 yard, okay, hey, 50 50 on that one, but 31, 47, 49, and you got to make those kicks. You 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 were signed for a reason. You were kept over the other guy for a reason, and now you look like the other guy, if not worse. And none of those kicks were any close. Now no. the the 56. Six-yarder, that was at the end of the first half. That was a gift to begin with, that they even had that opportunity. It was with back-to-back roughing the passer calls, mm-hmm. totaling 30 yards of penalties with basically no time on the clock, and they were able to. I mean, even Romo was saying at that point, don't even bother with this. Nothing good can happen. Just run the clock out and go to the locker room, and then they end up trying to throw the ball, and then you have a roughing the passer. They throw the ball again after they try – a, a Hail Mary, and then it's another roughing the passer, and they have that uh, attempt for 56 yards. But you mentioned the 49-yard field goal, totally not even close. And then the 31-yarder, for crying out loud, and that would have made it 16-10, to 10, I believe, at yeah, that point. And right. he just totally misses that one, too. And this, and we talked about the history with Aguayo, and then Folk wins the job. And Nick Folk has been a really good kicker for a long time yeah. for two organizations. Right. And he has now lost his mind. And if this Bucks team wants to be taken seriously, you find a guy who can make some damn kicks. I mean, how it shouldn't be that hard, but it certainly is for them. And, and you hold the the Patriots with the nineteen points. That that's a feather in your cap for your defense. You 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 feel pretty good about that. You telling me going to that ball game? If you were to tell those defenders, we're going to hold them with nineteen points, you get a W. You would think you're getting a W, especially the way the Patriots have been playing on defense. And with all the offensive firepower you now possess with Evans and Jackson and you got the rookie Howard and Winston pulling the, you know, uh, the, the quarterback back there. And so uh, you, you would take that all day long. Okay, give me the 19. Let's go. Yeah, and no Gronk for that Patriots offense and last no night. no Gronk. Yeah, they, yeah. you know, and, 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 and Dwayne Allen is someone who was brought in to, to help them out. And then that hasn't been a thing for them either with these all these Gronk injuries that you've seen. So yeah, basically it was the you know Brandon Cooks, Danny Amendola, and Chris Hogan show last night with those three wide receivers. But it just totally changes the dynamic of that offense clearly when Gronk's not in there and that, that safety blanket. And I know that they've won Super Bowls without him, but they've won Super Bowls without him when he's been gone for extended periods right. of time and they change their identity. When yes. you don't know that Gronk's going to play or not, and you hear about the thigh contusion that day, 
and maybe he practiced, maybe he didn't, that's when you see the offense struggle because they've they're used to having him there. Yeah, and they're used to the other people stepping up. Brandon Cooks looks like he's finding his way around this offense. Uh, some nice long passes to him. And, and Chris Hogan, he gets a touchdown. And so if it's an extended absence for Gronk, you're going to have to rely on other guys. And they have the pieces to do that. The big question, you just brought this up when we started on this topic, can they protect Brady? And it was a few years ago where they couldn't protect him, and you saw him just get – uh, knocked down repeatedly, and that happened last night. And, and he missed a, a sure touchdown late in the ball game where, because he had some. I think it was Robert Ayers Jr. that was around his his midsection uh, as he was stepping into the throw. So if they can't protect him, uh, defense is going to be salivating, uh, and 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 that gives them a good chance of knocking off the Patriots when otherwise they wouldn't. Jameis, I don't know, man. Like he's this is now the third year, season year three. where you feel like he's almost there. And now I'm thinking, is he ever going to get yeah. there? Like you see some of these things, you're like, okay, it's just, it's he's really close. Mm-hmm. But he never seems to have a stretch where he's really good right. for an extended period of time. And these accuracy issues too. I mean, a guy had time last night. And you've seen all these other quarterbacks this year just tear that Patriots defense up. And expect them to at some point figure it out and not be that bad. And maybe this was the night. But I, I still don't think that it was. I mean, Doug Martin wasn't touched most of his carries after, you know, seven yards. Yeah. It was it was still not a great performance. So, Jameis, this is, this is going to be a critical stretch for him. I would agree. Can he put back-to-back games? Can he put two games to, to together, let alone three? I'm not – just two back-to-back good right. performances. And you haven't seen that from him. Yesterday we were talking about the potential for an in-studio guest in an Instagram model that's got 4 million followers. Yeah. Named Katya Elise Henry. Mm-hmm. And Katya and her team said, as we wanted this uh, this guest to be an in-studio guest, they said, we'd love to come into the studio and be a guest on the program. However, we're not based in New York. It'd be nice if there was some financial compensation to us to be able to <laughs> help with the travel. So initially our producer Mike Biseglia <laughs> whatever your name is Biseglia, Michael Boscheglia, <laughs> he initially said, sorry not the budget we yeah. don't have a we don't have a budget here yeah. for that. And Brian said, well hold up on that car wash boy Yeah, and said hmm. I've got some funds if Katya would like to, to come up here. I have no problem with that, we're big fans of Katya. We'll be able to, to help that out. So Mikey B reached out to the Katya people mm-hmm. with that information and got a response. Got a response late last night. She wrote, that sounds good, Michael. We can look at a date in late November, early December. Okay, okay. and how many are involved in this team? That should be your next response. Great, late November, early December. How many are in your your I entourage? Asked. It's a uh, fifty-two. Oh, oh yeah, well, including her, including her husband. Nice knowing you. Oh hell no! No, I'm joking. <laughs> I know you are, Michael. It's uh, Katya, and I believe her mother. Damn, bring your mama. Yeah, what mama look like? <laughs> Got a picture of her mama. Ask her for a picture of her mama. Oh, I mean, this is now. That'll be getting what? creepy. Can I have a picture of your mother? Why is that creepy? I'm emailing with the mom. So it, I would be what? asking for a picture of Why does of the mom have to come? That's her manager. Yeah, oh, that's the manager? Well, we need a picture of her, too. Oh, my goodness. Mama may look better than daughter. That would mama be... made it or helped make it, right? Yeah, she she definitely yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right. Well, you can. I'll leave this between you so guys. So just her and her, and her mama, the manager. Sex. <laughs> no, no, no. Friendship. First. Sex first. <laughs> do you do you know what mama look like, Mike? Yeah. What mama look like? <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Yeah, look it up, dog. Don't so don't see. ask. No, I'm not no, asking. Ask. I'm not asking. Oh, yeah, I'm not asking. Chip them off. Hey, what do you look like? <laughs> right. Just is your uh, mama ugly? <laughs> Brian just has one question. What mama look like? What mama look like? <laughs> <laughs> Can you please respond before he wires you money for your travel? <laughs> Brian would like to know what mama look like. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Just look no. it up. Yeah, Find just a look way. It up. To... What yeah. spawned this? <laughs> oh, anyway, that's the update. That's on... progress. Yeah, Katya. Right. At least, so just Henry. one in the entourage. It's cool. amazing how money helps things get done. Oh, pfft. isn't it? Oh. Just like that. Makes the world go around. We'd be promoting whatever the hell she's promoting. and Yeah. Like crazy, like more than she's ever been promoted. Exactly. And, and just those sponsorships aren't working out. Yeah. I guess not. Well, anyway. I found mom. You did? Yeah. Yeah, I think Brian would, would do it. <laughs> do what? Wait, Brian? Fund, fund her coming. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> So you instantly looked at her and made a decision on whether or not right. Brian would be okay with paying for her flight? Correct. I'm picky, man. Come on. I'm you can come here in the break and I will confirm do, I, my I'll, assumptions. I'll be there shortly. I'm getting uncomfortable. <laughs> this whole thing. I don't Sex. I don't know, man. Oh, oh hey. <laughs> this is just, what? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to leave this between you guys. All right, I'm cool. officially bowing you out of this that, one. Right? I am, I'm that? out. Pete, are you out of this one? I'm out. All right. Well, bogus scared of mama? Well, no, no, no. Just the whole transaction now is getting, <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I think it, it really started to turn at what mama looked like. No, no. <laughs> That's where it started to turn. Nothing has gone down yet. You don't need to get uncomfortable. I know, but I'm just, I'm projecting. You know how we talk about yes. things like what's going to happen this right. week in the NFL? Yeah. I'm projecting that stuff mm. right now. How what's it's... up, baby? <laughs> Good morning. What's mama name? Not saying it on the air. Why not? She also has two other daughters, oh. apparently. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh you, you got uncomfortable real quick, right? <laughs> Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. After a healthy dose of Instagram stalking, we are back <laughs> on Gio mm, and Jones. Mm, you sure did build anime. <laughs> So, last night in college football, there was a game. Yes, there was. And good for NC State, huh? Yes, I picked a good one. You I did. Picked, I picked NC State to upset Louisville last year when they were throttled by Louisville. I think it was 54 to 13. They were coming off that close loss, that narrow loss to Clemson. Remember that? They should have won that ball game. They're at Clemson. They didn't win. They allowed two, one loss to beat them twice. And so, you had what you had last year. This year, this team has a ton of confidence. They're riding high. Of course, you, you beat Florida State, and then you you spat on their logo, Mr. Chubb, defensive end, who's going to be high pick in the NFL draft. Bradley Chubb, the yeah. guy's a behemoth. He's a beast. And and then you 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 get a chance at Louisville again at home, and tried to give it away actually there in the fourth quarter, but able to uh, 
overcome Lamar Jackson and, and the Cardinals and, and a huge signature win for Dave Doran in that program. Yeah, and I think that if you look at the quarterbacks, I mean, you look at Lamar Jackson and say, well, maybe this was it for him in the Heisman Trophy yeah. back-to-back. You look at Ryan Finley and say, my goodness, I mean, really efficient and really good. 20 for 31, 367 yards and a touchdown. You know, this NC State team now is really good wins on their resume. And I know when you're talking about the ACC, it's one team and everybody else. Yep. But if you're the best of everybody else and you haven't been that in a long time there at NC State, it's not a bad place to be. No, it's not. They're undefeated in conference play. Their only loss was the first game of the season at South Carolina. They probably should have won that ball game. And Clemson comes to them later in the season. So uh, they're sitting pretty pretty good right now. And, and they're handling this this newfound fame, if you will, uh, pretty well. Because off the heels of knocking off uh, uh, Florida State, they had a home game versus Syracuse. I thought they'd be, probably be reading the press clippings, and I thought Syracuse could go in there and and, uh, and, and still a win, but that didn't happen. And, and so a big win for that Wolfpack program down there. I want to play this audio because I think it's hilarious. So Mike Leach has a press conference, and Mike Leach is asked, you know, Oregon, how loud is mm-hmm. it at, at, at Oregon? And this was his answer. Oklahoma's louder, A&M's louder. Texas is on the bubble. Nebraska was definitely louder. LSU's louder. I, ne- I never went to Alabama. We beat Alabama, but it was at Kentucky. Now, depending whether or not you had the Cowbells, uh, Mississippi State's comparable. Uh, Georgia's louder. Florida's louder. Definitely that one end zone at South Carolina is louder. Tennessee's louder. Little Rock, Arkansas, that's the last place I ever played. Um, uh, entirely concrete structure. It's as if you had a football game in the neighbor's basement and all the kids were yelling louder than hell. And um, and you could tell when you were starting out, you know, you'd clap your hands and you'd hear it five times and yell, go, 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 hit, 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 hit. Well, then after, after um, you know, and you figure there's 45,000, you multiply that times five, that equals approximately 250,000. That's a lot of people, and there's no stadiums to hold 250,000 people. So 250,000 people are louder than 100,000 people. What is wrong with him? He went through every damn stadium. Oh, that was unbelievable. I love he that answer. crazy. Did you hear him? Texas is on the bubble. That's He's not- right, though. They're on the bubble. Other than the, There have been some games where they've been extremely loud. But I, I mentioned earlier uh, one of the signature moments in my career there was knocking off the top-ranked Houston uh, Cougars uh, back in uh, 1990. Uh, but uh, A&M is the loudest stadium I've ever played in. A&M. And Rich Stadium, which is now Ralph Wilson Stadium up in Buffalo, yep. two loudest. Got my first NFL start up there in Buffalo. That place, I don't. I, it, it was amazing. But Texas A&M, you couldn't hear anything. We played them uh, there my junior year at, at Texas. We had a big fight during the co- uh, coin toss. And and uh, how does that happen? Because they're jackasses, man. They're Aggies, <laughs> man. Come on, that's how it happens. And and, and so uh, that play it was just you. You couldn't hear. Anything. You couldn't hear yourself think, breathe, nothing. It was just a surreal moment. That place is loud. The Cotton Bowl is loud. You have half Texas, half OU. That place can get extremely loud. But all those uh, joints he mentioned, you know, especially down in the SEC, I, 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 I'll have to throw the horseshoe in there since he, you know, left a few out. He didn't leave many out, but he left a few. Uh, I went to a game there at Ohio State, and that place is, is extremely 
uh, loud as well. But Eugene, hearing this, because that's where Washington State goes yep. uh, this weekend, of course. And so the fans there in Eugene have been, oh, okay, all right. Mr. Pirate, uh-huh. We're not loud. Maybe not normal. We aren't, but we're going to be loud this weekend for your ass. Yeah, Thank I you. I don't think Mike Leach was thinking about that at all. I just I, think he was obviously just... Obviously, he wasn't. He's like, in his head, he's just like, okay, let me think. This place louder. That place louder. This place louder. I'm for three minutes not Go, thinking. go, go, go. Hit, <laughs> hit, 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 And then, he, I never played in Little Rock. I did play in Vietnam, and that place can get pre- pretty loud. That's an old rivalry for us Longhorns as well. Uh, but Little Rock, not familiar with that that setting. Now, I don't want to preview our picks or give anything away, mm-hmm. but with TCU and West Virginia, there's a team I really, really like in this game. Mm-hmm. And I think that it could be way more lopsided than the spread will say at this juncture. Okay. So that's where I'll leave it for you. But this is going to be a really, really tough test for for West Virginia walking in uh, into this environment with a with a run defense and an overall defense in TCU that has not looked like it's got many weaknesses and and that's really why I, I love TCU in a conference and in a college football world that doesn't have great defenses. Uh, when you talk about uh, when you talk about what TCU could do, um, then I think you're um, so you just gave it away. No. No, I was I was trying to backtrack there because <laughs> I started spewing exactly <laughs> yep, what I thought. Exactly. Well, anyway, yeah. we'll never talk about the game. Well, let's talk about it anyway because I like TCU as well, and they'd go on the road there at Stillwater and and knock off a damn good Oklahoma State team. Although it got close there in the waning moments, that that's because I believe TCU took their foot off the gas pedal. But the, you're right, that defense forcing the turnovers, getting the hits on Mason Rudolph, and and now you take on an offense that's similar. And Will Greer has been as advertised. Remember, when he was at Florida; he was under defeated there and then uh, gets injured then you have him uh, uh, being uh, suspended and and this guy's a damn good quarterback this will be the best defense West Virginia has faced since they took on Vitek and Vitek can't measure up to this TCU defense they're playing much much better they're flying around they're so fast I love Darius Anderson at the running back position Uh, he, he can be a thumper and he can also get in that secondary and take it to the house so I like the way they're playing Kenny Hill uh, the arrogance and the overconfidence has, has been shelled, at least up to this point. He's hitting 72% of his passes. So this is a complete team. They're healthier at the wide receiver position. Cavante Turpin, the other guys are much healthier than they were a season ago. So I like this TCU team, and I like them to win this ballgame. What's the line right now? What's the spread? It's TCU minus 13 and a half. Oh, wow. I'm hmm. claiming that one. You're going to claim that one? You got it. Okay, Take I can it. have that one? Yeah. You want to go head-to-head with me? No, no, I, I like that. And I know TCU last time at home uh, versus SMU, they were behind eight ball. I believe they were down 16 to, or 19 to seven or something like that. And there have been a team heading into that game versus Oklahoma State that started slow. And that's why I took Oklahoma State. That was one of the reasons uh, they had been outscored in, in the uh, first quarter. And going into that ball game, ball game Oklahoma State had scored, outscored its opponents 59 to nothing in the first quarter. And then you were at home. Uh, were the uh, the Cowboys of Oklahoma State, so I thought they would win. I was wrong uh, in, in that pick. But how about last week and on Inside College Football? Nine and zero in my pick. Get out of here! But I had, that's just winners, I, I had, though. I had, I had, yeah, that's just winners. Okay. I had company though. Unfortunately, Aaron Taylor was nine and zero, and Randy Cross was nine and zero. Jeez, damn well, stalkers! He, I didn't get the throne because At got his upset pick. You guys got to do with the spread here. Come on, actually, I think. 
No, we played rock, paper, scissors, and I beat Aaron, and then Randy beat me in rock, paper, scissors. So he got to sit on the throne. Nine well, and zero, though, baby. That's pretty good. If you pick one like and a, this week, you pick like a man, and oh, with up. the spread, it wouldn't have been nine and zero. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t